El Cap is the most impressive wall on Earth. It's 3,200 feet of sheer granite. It's the center of the rock climbing universe. Everybody who has made free soloing a big part of their life is dead now. What if something happens? <laughs> what if I don't see him again? I've always been conflicted about shooting a film about free soloing just because it's so dangerous. It's hard to not imagine your friend falling through the frame to his death. Obviously, I get interview questions about it all the time. Oh, would you like to do that? And you're like, yes, for sure. All right, we're ready to party. Welcome, everybody. We're Matt and Bob. We're here to pod, and you're listening to the Analysis. I am, of course, Matt Hayes, and joining me is the man who definitely would have gone for that two-handed jump ledge hold as opposed to the karate kick move, Bob Panalone. I go. I do a lot of two-handed holds, Hayes. Thank you for <laughs> the, the setup. The cyclones. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got you got to rotate the two handed hold. Gotta, you know, I I, I work my forearms out a lot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say I do the free hang climb, the free hang, the 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 van free holds, but I work no, my forearms out in other ways. Yeah, yeah. You're getting the calories burned one way or the other. Yeah, Mr. Hay is good to hear your voice. You as well. Um, surprisingly, but uh, surprisingly. we are of course <laughs> referencing uh, free solo. Uh. A movie I saw back in September, um, and I've been uh, banging the drums for to get everybody out to see it. Um, Bob finally went. He uh, heeded the call, um, and you actually saw it in IMAX. Yes, I did. And what an experience. I think uh, to, to, to launch into a spoiler right away, when Alex Hanold reaches the, the peak of the summit, I hope I'm going to use all the rock climbing. You you do a lot more hiking and climbing than I do, mm-hmm. but so I hope I use all the terms correctly today. But when he reaches it is the Alex Harnold Harnold, but when he reaches the top, which is the summit, he mm-hmm. he gets on the phone and he calls his girlfriend and he and he uses the word delighted I think ten times, very delighted, very it's just delighted. I'm delighted, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, delighted. that's how that's how I felt watching the movie. I it was it was the best experience i've had watching a movie all year i agree i was immersed i was sweating dude i was sweating watching this yeah. movie I, I kept having and it was me and, and, and two other girls that were sitting behind me because i went to a two o'clock show on a monday <laughs> so it was um i had uh, uh, uh everybody drink reference to my acting career but i had a really long tech night the night before i was just pretty exhausted so i decided to take the monday off slept in and i was like you know what i could probably swing this this movie today I love it. And like Alex, I just kind of decided today's the day, and I and I got up went on the up wall. there, got up on the wall. Um, did you have to have a beer after you saw this movie? I mean, it yeah, like you're on the you're on the yeah. edge of your seat the whole time. I was, I felt like Taylor Brennan after watching a watching an X Men movie. I just needed a beer because I had such a rush. But I <laughs> ran to the pod. But I uh, no, it was it was dude, and not just the rock climbing stuff, which was which was the achievement in this movie was how they shot mm. it uh everything that went into the 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 actual filming of it that that's an achievement in itself but the movie is really and does a great job of going just beyond the activities on the mountain or is that a mountain what is that um it's a um a granite uh rock face okay so it goes beyond the granite rock face and it really gets into the personal life of alex and goes into all of his mindset before 
during and then even afterwards and uh, and just it, it reminded me a lot of two different movies both of which i really love one was man on a wire which was the yeah. french the french dude doing the the wire walk between the trade towers and the other one was all the girls who wanted to fuck him when he came down yeah he had to have like 18 <laughs> hours of sex once he was done <laughs> i don't know if alex did that i think he yeah. went back to the van and and did more freehand climbs yeah but uh, and then the other one was different whiplash. priorities yes different priorities but the other whiplash. one was whiplash and and in in kind of and that's why the movie's really cool is because it gives you that background of him and his family and how he didn't really receive a lot of affection. He never got a lot of good jobs. Uh, he mm-hmm. he kind of talks about how his mother was very, you know, nothing was ever an accomplishment to her. Uh, his father had uh, was on the Asperger's spectrum, so there wasn't a lot of compassion. He had to learn how to hug when he was in his 20s. He didn't, he was <laughs> never, t- he was never told that he was loved. He never really used the word love. So when he gets his girlfriend, Sonny, you know, that's, that's, those are new experiences to him, which is just very interesting. But, uh, like a lot of that kind of that I was never told I was good. I like nothing was ever good. And, and, and so you're constantly pushing yourself farther through boundaries Yeah, is something that it, you know, they, they experiment, like, what does it take to be great in whiplash? It's like the, the two most damning words in the English language are good job. And if I tell you good job, you're going to rest on that. And so to, to be constantly breaking through boundaries in pursuit of a good job, I think is a very fascinating topic. It even reminds me a little bit of Barry Sanders and his dad. If you've ever watched the, the football oh, life yeah. on Barry Sanders, a lot of it has to do with his father and how his father always told him there's better running backs than you. And yeah, yeah. even he if you go to... Yeah, even if you go to Oklahoma State, I'm going to root for Oklahoma, and you're never going to be better than Jim Brown, no matter what you do. And yep. uh, you could have, you got 400 yards today. You could have got 500. Jim Brown would have had 500. And it was that. <laughs> yeah, it guy, was that. It was. Guy the, got so. Guy was so stoked for Jim Brown. Yeah, it was that relentless uh, uh, criticism that pushed Barry to be what he was, and Barry even apologized to his own kids because he says, "I'm too loving to you." You're never going to get the experience that I had with my dad because I love you guys too much. Yeah. And, and it was just kind of all of that. And, 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 and it just kind of wrapped up. And, and I think the person, Alex, was as fascinating as the idea of what free soloing is, which was new to me, and the journey up El Capitan in general. They do a great job of framing the big event um, and, and creating a documentary around just what everybody kind of came there to see. Um, this guy climbing El Capitan without any ropes. Uh, and they also do a nice job of like, for first timers, kind of setting you up with the jargon, um, visualizing the routes, um, kind of explaining all the different routes up El Capitan and the one he chose based on the fact that it's probably the, the only one that is even possible to do without ropes. Um, just because of how many fails you have to endure doing it, going up the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they did a great job, like not necessarily hand holding, but you know, yeah, it's um, not condescending. It's not. Yeah, and they they use the animation of the line and to show you, and, yep. and they even and then they and it was so great because they set it in the beginning, they set that expectation, and so then when he's on the route, they're able to follow that track and then zoom in onto <clears> the mountain where he is, and then you get the live look in of him executing off that line. 
Yeah, it's very re- well structured, and you, I mean, there, there is the pitfall that like all the at home stuff with the girlfriend, the backstory, it could be just filler, and you're like, come on, get to like, get to the good stuff. But like you said, it's really affecting um, and effective, and 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 the stuff you said about how like unloved he was, it, I, I don't think he comes from like an unhappy home. It's just you know, kind of tight lipped, uh, almost like a British mentality where they don't really show their emotions really. And then that that's so evident in his adult persona. He's so like drawn into himself and so like um, d- not really expressive. And, and then because mm-hmm. when I saw it, I saw it with a Q and A with him and his girlfriend afterwards, and they're talking about. Um, the, the scenes of their like at home life and people were asking like how how did you how did they get such you know um revealing footage you're like well they're around us every day for like three months and the first month you're pretty like closed off and you're like all right i don't want to reveal anything on film and then eventually you just forget they're there i mean everyone says that like survivor all those shows it's like yeah you just forget the camera people are there i know it sounds weird but they were there all the time so then you just kind of forget about it and that's you know the arguments come up and a lot of people seem to think that he's pretty selfish because like he's like has sole focus on this goal and then this girlfriend I, i've heard two camps either like oh he's so so selfish like why does he want this arbitrary thing and like imagine what it's doing to her um and but but he still craves like the the support and like the love and affection when he comes down but he doesn't really care about her feelings when he's in in pursuit of this goal and then the other camp is like this this chick comes across as really annoying and like hampering uh and like he met her and he started hurting himself and well interesting that is interesting i i'm i think there's probably a little of both not to hedge on this decision i think i think yeah i'll I'll push a little bit but i do think he sets an expectation with her at least according to the movie he sets an expectation for her really early and that's oh right this is my life yeah if you want to be involved you have exactly. to sign up for what this is going to be. And I think he even in, in he he unselfishly grows as a person for her. And 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 he is going to move out of the van and they're gonna buy that house. And, you know, he starts including her in the life. And and you can even see, even though he says that I'm right now I'm not at the point of our relationship where I'm going to stop doing this for your benefit. But I think you know, he is he is bending as much as he can based on that expectation he set. So I think he was very fair with her. I think he's very upfront. And like I, I, I think me and you are totally aligned on this. He's like, Hey, look, if you want to come along, th- this is my this is who I am. And I don't think she really f- realizes the full scope of free soloing and how everyone that's committed to it is dead. Um yeah. <clears throat> and then I think his friend, I think who who's the guy it might be Jimmy Chin or the guy filming below, who who was great by the way. The the guy that couldn't look couldn't yeah. look He's he was like, me. You, you, that guy was me. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys are sick. Oh, you're watching this. Oh, I can't believe it. How could you fucking watch this? Because he's the one that essentially has, like, the death cam. If he falls, he's going to get that shot. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I just, I don't want to, I, I think Jimmy Chin says it where he's like, I just don't, I don't know if, like, even the cameras being there is going to cause him to, like, take undue risks. And That's then so true. And then, and then I have to watch my friend falling through the frame. That through was everyone's frame. greatest fear and the audience. And you're like, the entire movie, you're like, uh, what if that were... I mean, you kind of know it doesn't happen because, well, I don't know, anyone that was following the press or whatever, it's easy to find out that he survives. But watching it, it's, it's still no less... It, yes. Um, and then, well, Brilliant. and that's why it was really interesting that Jimmy decides <clears throat> to talk about and and whoever's decision it was to actually get the perspective of the filmmakers and just the morality 
behind right. making the film in general is part of that story. Such and an important angle. Yeah, like, and I even because he has in the film crew is actually filming people advising him not to have a film crew, and they yeah. added all that in because it's element. It's it's suspenseful drama. I love that they turned the camera around on themselves like that and had like, well, there's there so many angles to the story and like how we're feeling filming this is a story. That, that Just an amazing so kind of such a good foresight idea. or whatever. Um, but one of the my I have a question quotes, for you, though. I have a question for you before you get to your favorite quote. Yeah, what? Now that we're on the topic of falling through the, fl- the frame, do you think if he does fall, do you think they go, go along with the production of the movie and that's how the movie ends? Or oh, do you I think they no just idea. scrap it? Um, I mean, I guess our only precedent would be Grizzly Man, um, and how yeah. and how what's his name decided not to air the audio and told the woman to destroy it. Yeah, uh, um, what's his name? Werner, uh, La- Herz- La- Werner Herzog. Herzog. I was gonna say La- Lars von Trier. No, that um, dude does all the sex porn. <laughs> yeah, the sex porn. <laughs> with, so with, the dungeon with, uh, porn movies. William H Macy or yeah. uh, what, what's the other guy's name? What's his name? Whatever. Um. Oh uh, no, it's it's your boy. It's um. Uh, Defoe. Yeah, William Defoe. Yeah, the sex porn guy. Um, I don't. I have a hard time thinking they would show that footage. I think the movie would still be released. I okay. I don't know. Man, would, I don't it, think they show the footage, and I don't think they show the bl- the bloody body almost South Park style. I don't think they show that. But I do. <laughs> do you think? Do you think they even go along and release a movie in theaters where this guy goes for this amazing thing? We've got cameras everywhere, and he dies. I think. I think they would have an obligation to do it and also a, a financial, like, uh, not obligation, but, like, you're kind of invested. Invested. But, and I think I think they would have an obligation to, like, do an in, in memory of. Yeah. That, that's actually fascinating because I, I they would be so devastated. They're, they're all his friends. They're not just, like, filmmakers who, like, hey, man, can we film you doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're climbing I think, together. I mean, but every everyone filming, everyone that has been – they're they're all climbers. They've all lost people. Like every, all all those guys. I think they talk about in the movie how each, each one of them knows people that have died climbing, and they still do it. Um, yeah, so so crazy. I, I'm not sure what their kind of uh, allegiance to uh, I don't I don't know the filmmaking uh, bond would be, but uh, that'd be really interesting. But luckily, they didn't have to make that decision, and we yeah. got an amazing uh look. In I, I I was just so blown away, and then, so yeah, my favorite quote. It kind of sums quote, it all up. Yeah. Like I, it just sums up the experience because uh, it's hard to put into words. It's like, imagine you want to compete for a gold medal. If you don't get a gold medal, you die. <laughs> like, there's no silver medal. There's like you have to, you have to be absolutely, and not only get a gold medal, you have to break shatter break record. every record. Yeah. yeah, if you don't break the record, winning the gold medal, you're gonna die. Like that, the 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 percentage of of success so tiny. Yeah. So it's insane to even imagine reaching for that goal. And then, because you talk about his upbringing and everything, and I, I think that's definitely a huge part of it, but then when he does the CAT scans and they they try to figure out how his brain works and it's like it doesn't really respond to fear. Yeah, the, the way, way he compartmentalizes his, his own mor- uh, mortality is crazy. And he, that the, the stimulus in his brain for fear, he basically has fried it by so many free solos and so many just gradual throughout his whole life that he doesn't experience fear anywhere near the way that a a normal human being does. And so in order for him to truly feel alive, he needs to be at the edge of death. He's at the edge of the edge. 
Um, well, cause yeah, cause I hiked up, uh, uh, half dome and then you when you get to the top you look over the edge and to imagine him coming up that route uh kind of blew my mind but then that was just like a training exercise for him where he's like yeah well i did half dome so like what's next well el capitan no one's done that and 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 then because it was really interesting the talk back everyone's like what's what's next like what, do you have any, well you know capitan was kind of like the big goal and I, I can't really imagine doing anything else after that so he hasn't as of that screening in september he hasn't this I don't know if there is a next greatest feat um, because that's that's the, the tallest... I mean, that's like the mecca of rock climbing is El Capitan. I mean, like there's all that stuff he did in Argentina or Morocco, wherever it was. And mm-hmm. There's still some cool stuff out there, um, but that's kind of like the holy grail. So I, I'm, I'd be curious to see if he takes on a next big, like, I don't know, what, 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 it, what even the next milestone would be. I, I was fascinated... In, and I hope, by the way, to, to answer that, I hope he <laughs> slows down. Just for just because for me, I, I really like the guy. I thought he was incredibly compelling. I thought he was very well spoken. I, I loved that he was charitable. They had some of his charity uh, movements that he's done. I, I, I just really like Alex the person. So mm-hmm. I would hate to hear one day, oh, you know, this guy went up the wrong wrong cliff on the wrong day and it wasn't his day and, and he's he's gone but that's that's the yeah. way he lives his life mm-hmm. so but i just i hope he slows down i, I don't want a next great feat i want this to be the great feat and- yeah yeah i i mean that it's such an amazing achievement like you don't really need to go for like let that be your legacy and kind of sit back i think he's done a great job because i follow him on instagram and all this and I got a chance to talk to him at the screening and uh, super humble guy. I mean, like Josh Brolin was there trying to get him to sign autographs for his little daughters. And the guy's just, he's just a regular, like nothing phases him. Uh, like um, I think he's probably more scared of like doing this movie tour than he was up on that, on the wall. Yeah, um, but, yeah. but he still gets around, you know, he's, tu- he's doing a great job, like touring with this movie and he's, he's doing like a, um, a rock climbing gym tour. Like every city that movie goes to, he like finds the local gym and he kind of goes in there and meets people. And so he's still like getting it in. But then in the talk pack, he says how he's since climbed El Capitan about a hundred times, but with, with ropes. So, well, and that was actually my other point was, was to me another fascinating thing that, that parallels a lot of things in your life, not just if you're a rock climber, but just the preparation he had to do. And the fact that he couldn't feel comfortable enough to execute on that wall unless he had gone through all of those different exercises with his mentor. And I'm even thinking about ripping out some of the the video of, of him with his mentor as, as a part of my office, uh, just to, as mentoring people in your office lame mm-hmm. corporate stuff but um <clears throat> just just going through that and how he journaled everything and his process that was so fucking fascinating to me where it was like uh, he he had it to like even the the the, the, the smallest cracks where he could pinch two fingers together to leverage yeah, and he would exactly. say okay fingers here right foot down stand up straight cross feet over reach for left wall uh, you know reach uh, top shoulder and 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 pull yourself up find groove yeah. over here and he memorized that route and memorized that wall and you know he did that that karate kick and mm-hmm. you know that's why it's such a cool moment in the movie when he does the karate kick and he executes it and he looks at that that drone that's staring right at him and he's yeah. just like fucking right like, fuck, fucking that's it right. like i'm going to make it and that was the last big hurdle, right? Do you yeah. remember the name of that movement? Um, it was the Boulder Problem. Boulder Pop, yeah. Thank you, because 
Yeah, the yeah. boulder problem. Because a lot of people, a friend I saw with, wanted to ask about it. Um, and you know, and she also had a great question. Like, wh- how, how, where were the cameras? Like, how did you guys kind of, wh- were they in frame? Like, and uh, you know, their use of jo- drones and like they did a great job, like kind of being getting in really close, but also just kind of being invisible at the same yeah. time. Yeah, incredible. Um, uh, but just just the process and how that that relates to anything in your life right like for me and you we do acting the more prepared you are for a role the more the the more into it and, and, and the closer you can get to turning it on to nature so you memorize that dialogue you memorize that scene you do that scene 400 times so that you can go out and actually live in it and execute it and know that the lines and the blocking are just going to be there and yeah and i mean so uh... What did our mentor Steve Berglund always say? The work can't even begin until the lines are wrote. Memorized. Exactly. Shout out to Steve Berglund. Hopefully yeah. a friend of the pod. But, oh, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just 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 preparation and and how he meticulously would put stuff in his journal, and then his mentor would ask, "You know, do you ever journal just your feelings?" He's like, "Oh no, not not in the climbing journal. No, climbing journal is is very specific." And this guy was all about efficiency right he eats off that fucking spatula because he doesn't want to have forks in his van so he's like oh i can cook and eat with the, the spatula it's one less thing but yeah exactly this, that like, stuff was green i don't muddle it... my rock climbing journal with feelings that's that's <laughs> irrelevant you know i just that that guy was so interesting to me yeah that stuff's for queers yeah <laughs> <laughs> feelings <laughs> maybe one day i'll tell my girlfriend i love her if i learn how to say the word teach myself how to say do you think he's on the spectrum at all the asperger's like his oh i I was just gonna say that yeah he has to be i mean it's just there's no way to be that um detached from such crazy emotions i mean it's the same because all right i've been skydiving once and it was super fun but you know the people that go up there and like they you know the one that you're strapped onto they they do it like 50 times a day so it's almost like not even it's just it's it's going to work. It's not anything really super exciting. I mean, they love it. That's why they do it. But it's like Tom Cruise. You know that nothing phases that guy. It's it's just like doing it over and over again. So like once you climb El Capitan, I don't think it's like once you're up on that wall hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of times. Um, and I think what gives him the confidence to be able to do this is he's had um he's been on rope, but he hasn't fallen so many times. He's like, well, I don't even really need these things. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just people don't understand like the amount of repetition. It's not just like, oh, that looks cool. I think I'll go up and climb it. Um, it's yeah, it's just like mind numbing repetition and preparedness. Um, the memorization of like which thumb is on which which crack. I mean, yeah, it's just it's it's amazing. But uh, I think I was blown away by this movie. Just like you said, I think it was the 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 u- most unique thrilling uh experience you can have at the movies and, and such an important one to see it, just in a theater let alone imax uh which i'm jealous of because i didn't get a chance to get to it but I, i'm so grateful for you recommending this to me and being so adamant that i see it in the way that i saw it i would definitely echo that sentiment to anybody listening today to see it in as big of a, an opportunity as you can i uh i also just got bit by the bug and went and watched maru which is yeah, also that's on, right. on Netflix. Did your, did your homework. Yeah, so even just them um, finding that that uh, rock climber that who the um, because because there's Jimmy Chin is is a climber in the Maru, but then the the guy he climbs with uh, was originally famous for finding 
can't remember the name of the, the English, the, the, the famous English rock climber that had died on Everest, but just, um, uh, Mallory Mallory. Yeah. So yeah, they, uh, um, and Tamsin. Yeah. And then they, in, in that, the climbing of that shark fin, uh, I, I watched that. I was, I was super into that. And, uh, definitely this guy has a niche, which is documenting rock climbing, but it's, uh, I, I was very impressed with his work. And, and and even Jimmy Chin and I, and I don't want to take up too much time, but just him not being able to do death-defying climbs until his mother passed because that was an agreement that he had on with her. And, and that whole world is it, the thrill seekers is is very interesting to me. The people mm-hmm. that 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 go about that life. And I know you you do a lot of climbing. I I just want to real quick let you know to stay safe. You don't need <laughs> to climb Capitan without a rope. Just you know stay on the the beginner courses. Yeah, no, I, I'm all set on that stuff. I, I, I'm my my, um, I get my rocks off and just uh, kind of seeing the sights in a way. Like the when I first entered Yosemite, I it's an amazing experience. Uh, but then to kind of spend a lot of time in there and to and to want to climb up things like El Capitan and just to be on the top of things. I mean, it it is cool. You get a great view, but also it, just being in that environment and just kind of like yeah. checking stuff out um, is, is enough for me. But uh, yeah, great. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, is wait, is Maru on Netflix? Because I saw yes. it on like Amazon. Okay, so it's they, on they've, they've purchased that to kind of like help prop it up. Prop it up. Um, Maru Maru's a great watch. Uh, absolutely, see free solo. I I can't imagine it not winning best documentary. Although I hope minding it does. the minding the gap uh, is is up there. Um, but I guess th- this would be a good good segue. Um, free solo won a BAFTA best documentary there. So. I think we could look for Oscar glory. And uh, that brings us to the little segment I want to touch on, a little Oscar roundup. Yeah, it's a little roundup. Let's round them up. So uh, me and you have seen a few films. We just talked about one. Um, And a few films have been awarded awards. So um, let's get into that. BAFTA's um, not necessarily a great Oscar predictor, but, you know, you got uh, Roma won Best Film um, up against Favorite, Green Book, Star is Born, Black Klansman. Um, favorite took home a lot of awards. Um, do you like, and also Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, which uh, continues to boggle uh, the mind. Not that, not that it's, not that it's bad, just that it's winning. Um, it's be, I'm beginning to resent it, Matt. Yeah. Probably for the wrong reasons, but it's, it's does not deserve Oscars. And I thought Rami Malek nominate him. That's nice, but that's all we really need here. And I thought he should be third or fourth string for him to now be the odds odd favorite. I just, um, well, odds uh, on favorites. So uh, let's uh, let's get let's get our scorecards out here. He's got uh, he's got he's got a Golden Globe, uh, which is a split category. It's hard to kind of um, give too much weight to that. He's got a BAFTA. He's got a SAG. SAG's the big one because uh, that's huge. SAG is the largest voting body of the Oscars. Um, I don't know how the he's going to win, dude. He's going to win. You think so? For the romper bet, I have to. I'd be doing myself a disservice if I did not put Malik down at this point. Um, Christian Bale has Chris, uh, Critics' Choice Award um, as well as a Golden Globe. Um, he was the fit. Well, his, he was the favorite for a, I feel like for a while, for most of this, because um, I Golden Globes went into Critics' Choice and then we're like okay, mm-hmm. but uh, BAFTAs and SAG, yeah, the SAG thing is a huge. And then your your boy Bradley, um, Sean Penn comes to his defense, writes this op ed like pleading people to vote for him. Yeah. Um, do you think that sways anybody? No. <laughs> Does anyone even like Sean Penn? Well, I no. guess he, he's won a couple Oscars himself, but 
Is that uh, my daughter in there? Is that my daughter in there? <laughs> um, yeah, God, I just, I, I don't know for for the romper bet. I, 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 I'm gonna have to go with my my heart on this one. I, I just can't see Rami Malek winning an Oscar for an okay. Uh, it's just, dude, it's, he's one to four. For betting odds, Christian Bale's four to one, Cooper's twenty to one, Vigo Mortensen's a hundred to one. Sorry, uh, say that again. So he's he's it's one to four odds that Rami Malik wins. Yeah. Christian Bale is four to one. Four to one. One. Wow, that's a huge and then swing. yeah, and then Cooper's twenty to one, and Vigo is a hundred to one. Damn, twenty to one. I might put a couple bucks on that bet. Twenty to one. Yeah, five dollars. You win a hundred if he wins. Um. Well, all right. What else? We the favorite took home some stuff. Now we we think they're they're gonna kind of um, butt heads and kind of cancel each other out. But you got well, Rachel I was Weiss. actually I was going to put her as my romper bet, um, best supporting. That was going to be my big my big money over there. over um, Regina King. See Regina yes. King. I I I think Rachel Vice is a better performance than Regina King. I I've seen Beale Street could talk. I don't think you have. I have uh, not. But um. I, I actually like that. And and initially, because I think she stands out above Emma Stone. I think they're both deserved nominees. I think she stands out and can win. Um, Olivia Coleman, on the other hand, I mean, there, there, there's only three things I'm sure of. And that is uh, Quran for director. Um, uh Glenn Close for the wife fucker. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean the wife. And, okay. and then um, Mahershala for best supporting. Yes. Yes. Th- those all, are those are locks, lock of the weeks. Um, but yeah. other than that, I think I think there's a lot of play here, which is kind of crazy because director is completely locked up, but best picture could kind of go. We could see a last minute push by you know Green Book, any uh, Green Book versus Roma, but also I don't know, maybe Favorite. people co- come to their senses and be like, hey, why is uh, Stars Born? It, it, it uh, this is the bears are who we thought they were. Uh, maybe that kind of ends up being what everyone thought it would be at the end. I don't know. I, I, I could see a surprise upset with that. Um, I'd be happy with that. Honestly, I think, I think when this year is over, cause we talk about how, and we've been doing our Oscar snubs, but when we talk about things that are going to last and movies that people are going to still be enjoying 15, 20 years from now, I think free solo might be in the conversation. I think star is born's in the conversation, but um, I don't, I don't think I don't enough know people Rome. will have seen uh, Free Solo, although I, they should. But anyway, um, Star is Born, I don't know that we need to celebrate a movie that's been made three times already. And, and the fact yeah. that the back half of it kind of let it down, I think, is ultimately its downfall. Um, I think people just, you know, it's going to be the movie that you know, you're going to see on TNT. Yeah, you know, you're, no, you're that probably doesn't right. Mean, what does that mean? I don't know. But I just, I think you, it's, it's going to be the one that people celebrate for a long time. You think it comes after uh, um, um, uh, Shawshank Redemption on uh, you know like yeah, a, exactly. a Wednesday afternoon? Forrest Gump, <laughs> ten a.m. to to uh, noon. Shawshank one to three, and then you know five o'clock to seven, you'll get a nice little Stars Born. We'll see. Well, I mean, it's kind of at least there's some intrigue. You know, there's at least two, possibly three, um, in in, in that category. Um, Best actor seems to be up in the air, although maybe I'm I'm having a little bit of uh, denial there. Um, and then supporting actress. Um, and our. What do you think ca- about Olivia Coleman winning for uh, the BAFTA for best actress instead of Glenn Close? 
Well, it, it's a British award. I think the favorite was always going to clean up. Um, I, I don't know that that puts her ahead of her. I, I just, I haven't seen the wife. I, I don't, I'll, I'll get to it. I, I don't know. It just seems like everyone's so convinced that that's the best one, but there's no there's no buzz around the film or the performance in 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 a sense other than the fact that oh yeah she's definitely gonna win, but mm-hmm. no one's really getting no one's getting jazzed about it. They just think that that's gonna happen for sure. Um, I don't know. I just group. I mentality. could see a world where I could see a world where Olivia Coleman wins. It's between the two of them. I, yeah, and I just it, I I think that Melissa McCarthy being nominated is nice. Yeah, it's so cool, right? Because I, mean, I did watch job. "Can You Ever Forgive Me?" And I oh, and you I really did. Liked it. Yeah, yeah I, I knew I knew you would like that. Um, I I saw Cold War the other day in like an old school theater in Los Feliz, like hipster paradise out here, and um, it was funny. Remember, like back in the day, you would see like a a movie, and there was like one aisleway, and on on either side of the aisle were just a row mm-hmm. of two seaters. Uh, that's a two seater. Yeah, a little two two seaters. So that that's that's where I saw it, and it kind of felt appropriate. It's shot in like four three, you know, old school um, the 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 format ratio. Um, it it was good. I mean, you know, there's posters up all over town declaring it a masterpiece, and kind of snuck up on people as being in the. Uh, is it in the best picture race? Uh, I mean, it's in best director. director. Yeah, best director. Yeah, yeah a friend of mine, friend of the pod, J.K. recommended that to me. Yeah, it's good. So it said it's actually a good little date movie. It is, yeah. It's um, it's actually funny because it's kind of like a, it's like if Wes Anderson was doing a, uh, like a Polish black and white version of A Star Is Born. That's kind of stop drilling. You hit oil. Let's produce (laughs) this movie right now. (laughs) That that's kind of what it's like because it's it it's it's kind of shot in a serious way, whereas um, uh, Wes Anderson kind of likes to lampoon that's like. Um, mm-hmm. heads at the bottom of a frame and like very stilted or not stilted but like you know just if you ever see it I think you'll see what I'm talking about but uh, okay well anyway that's uh, that's gonna round up the roundup um, better what else? make some final decisions on that ballot I know someone's gonna be doing the Roma karate <laughs> moves <laughs> now do you have enough space in your bathroom to to pull down the shower curtain pole and to <laughs> <laughs> I might have to find like a pool noodle or something. I'm I'm just not planning on losing. I really yeah. <laughs> I just really need to make sure I don't. Yeah, I just just really don't want to lose. You've, you've got the rock climbing body. I do not. I have the <laughs> Chicago beer and pizza body. I don't so. think that matters when the when the the hairy naked romper <laughs> comes on. <laughs> I don't think anyone could look good in that. <laughs> well, um. Uh, yeah, we. I still have uh, Beale Street. I have a few other things to get to, so I can't officially lock in a ballot yet. But uh, it's coming, and I, I have a feel. I have a pretty good idea about where I'm going in most of these categories. I uh, it, the Oscars seems like it's going to be a mess. They take out awards. There's a ton of every time they make a decision. There's backlash. They change the decision. I just I. It's going to make for a very interesting telecast, actually. Yeah, I wonder if people tune in or tune out based on all this drama. Like, yeah, no host. Uh, will the Avengers kind of host? Well, I mean, how many montages are, are we going to get? Are we, are we going to get it close to three hours? The, you have to air all the categories. That that was absurd. Um, that is not that's that it's not the way to fix the the runtime. Um, uh, if anything, if anything, show the shorts during the commercial break, the live action, the documentary, the animated. Like no one's, no one's able to see those. Like cut out those three char- 
categories. Uh, that's that's twenty minutes right there. You you can't you can't not air cinematography and then say okay, well next year will be four different categories. <laughs> yeah, okay, like best picture is going to be aired during the commercial break. Like give me a break. Well, cinematography is what makes the medium the medium. Yeah. Um, the main difference between movies and theater plays is c- cinematography and the cinematic element. So it's like, how can you not have that at an award show about movies? Yeah. Anyway. Who who won for Shape of Water? What's that guy's name? I don't know. Butthole McGillney. <laughs> no, not not cinematography, the director. Um, oh, Guillermo. Del yeah, Toro. Guillermo, he had that great tweet where he's like, uh, far be it for me to suggest what should be aired during a commercial break, but but cinematography is literally the the filmmaking itself. Um, yeah. It's it doesn't come from theater. It doesn't come from any sort of other background. It is filmmaking itself. And then Alfonso Cuarón was like, masterpieces have been made with no sound, no color, no actors. No film has been made without cinematography. So, so dumb. Yeah. So I'm. I mean that I can't believe that we're back to square one and people are applauding the decision. Like we should never have been here in the first place. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's gonna have to do it for me. I gotta get to a uh, a spin class. Yeah, go get a spin, work out those legs, so you can do your next big climb, your next yeah, solo. Dude. Yeah, I'm gonna. And I'm going to uh, go free solo in my shower. So <laughs> <laughs> don't hurt yourself, Bob. All right. Well, uh, uh, thank you everybody for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 There's always gonna.